Hi everyone, welcome to the Turn It Up Marriage Tips Podcast with your host, Kelly Dupay. This podcast is filled with easy to understand and easy to apply tips and tools so that you can have the lifelong marriage that you really want. I hope you're excited because today's episode is really going to help you. Here it is. Hi everybody. Is losing your temper damaging your marriage? In another video I made, the answer to that was yes. Today, I have another question for you, though. Do you know how to calm down when you're angry? Do you know how to calm down? Because that's what really needs to happen if you're going to have a productive conversation, if you're going to work through your anger in a way that doesn't damage your marriage. Hi, my name's Kelly. I'm a pastor, police chaplain, author of the book, Turn It Up, How to Have the Lifelong Marriage That You Really Want. And I'm a marriage coach. And so for the last Oh gosh, I don't know, for quite a while now, I have been coaching couples. I've been meeting with couples, asking them what's going on, what's working, what's not working, how can we make their marriages better, what issues or struggles do they have, and I am surprised, I'm shocked actually to see how many marriages struggle with outbursts of anger. Anger is a problem. And now sometimes it's mostly with the husband, but it's actually, I've talked to couples and they both admit that they lose control, that their marriage is suffering because of the anger that is just overwhelming it. So I want to give you guys a biblical perspective on that. This recording today is going to help your marriage um, and help you manage your anger and calm down so that you can have a productive conversation. Well, what is mar- anger, first off? I almost said, what is marriage? Well, I hope you know what marriage is. It's that covenant. It's that agreement that a man and woman make in order to have uh, yeah, a, a lifelong love and commitment to each other. It is God's plan for, for uh, most of us. Um, not everyone, but for most of us, it is God's plan. And I believe God's plan is to bless your marriage, that you would have a great marriage and one that would last a lifetime. But let's talk about anger and why is it so damaging to um, your marriage. Okay, so first off, I want to read a Bible verse to you that I think is is really helpful, and I'm going to explain it and kind of break it down in um, to uh, a few different parts here. But it's Ephesians 4, 26 and 27 says this, in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. So there's three parts to that. Let's start with the first one. In your anger, don't sin. So here's the big thing to remember. Being angry is not a sin. <laughs> I hope you know that. Being angry is not a sin. Anger is an emotion, and emotions are God's gift to each one of us so that we can have great lives, so that you can have love and joy, so that you can feel peace, um, so that you can, if you're afraid, that maybe there's a reason that you need to be afraid and be cautious. And if there's anger, it's because something has gone wrong. Something has attacked you. Maybe it's a boundary violation. Somebody said something or did something that made you feel like they weren't respecting your boundaries. Maybe it is an attack physically or verbally. Or maybe it's just the emotion that comes when you don't like something that's happened. 
you get angry about it. I talk to a lot of people who struggle or are going through seasons of grief because they've lost a loved one. And the thing that I have to, um, that I let them know is that the emotions of grief are sadness and also anger. Yeah, think about it. Someone you loved is no longer with you. Even if they've gone to heaven, even if they received the gift of eternal life through Jesus, and you know that one day you're going to see him again, you're still probably experiencing sadness, right? Because you want them to be with you. But anger, anger at the way things are, anger that they died, anger maybe at the person who died, anger at something that happened that caused them to die. You know, maybe it was a negligence or, I, you know, to a minister to a family uh, recently whose son was killed by a drunk driver while he was out riding his bicycle. I mean, you know, bad things happen all the time in life, and we don't like it, and so we get angry at it. So anger as an emotion is not a sin. And chances are, because you're (laughs) a messed up human being just like I am, all right, and you're married to a messed up human being, probably, okay, in fact, you are, because all of us are messed up, all of us are broken, all of us are sinners, all of us are in process and we're growing, but because you're married to a person like that, they are inevitably are going to do or say something that's going to make you mad. And you know what? It's okay. (laughs) It's okay to be angry, but don't sin. How do we sin? Well, the way we sin is by dealing with our anger in an unhealthy and unhelpful way. Where then, and the two things that I've seen with people who get angry is this, they either stuff it inside or they explode over the slightest little provocation, the slightest little thing. There's no grace. There's no understanding. They just explode right away. And by the way, the stuffing it inside person has all kinds of problems too, and that's not healthy. And I think that's a sin too, because eventually it's going to explode as well. And then chances are the explosion are going to be just, it's going to be like a nuclear bomb going off. It's going to be really bad because there's so much hurt and frustration and anger just built up. And then you have these fits of rage where you just lose control. So in fact, that's really what I want to talk to you about, about the emotion of anger. Okay. So be angry, but don't sin. In fact, in James chapter one, the author there, in the Bible says, be slow to be angry. So that means it's a process. And if it's a process, it also means that it's something that we can um, identify and respond to, and in some instances, control. I think most of the time you can control it. So here's what happens that we need to realize. Well, first off, I want you to get the fact that when you are out of control, okay, when your anger is now exploding and you are venting your feelings to your husband or your wife, okay, first off, you're probably maybe not even probably, maybe it's a guarantee, I don't know, that you're going to say or do something that you regret, okay? You will regret it later, okay? Because you're just out of control. The other thing that's going to happen, though, is that nothing 
productive is going to take place. You are not going to resolve the problem with your husband, your wife. You're not going to um, uh, have a, um, a good conversation. You are just going to have a huge knockdown drag out fight that is going to actually hurt either you or it's going to hurt the person that you love and are now married to and committed your life to. And it's definitely going to hurt your marriage. So, Here's what we need to realize, or here's what we need to do. First off, recognize that you are in control of your emotion of anger, okay? You can control it, but what you have to do, you have to be aware of it, and you have to say, okay, am I going to let this just go to that place of rage and out of control? Am I going to go there? and make the decision not to, and here's how you do it. But first, let me explain what happens in our brains when we get angry. When anger starts to build, and it's like this: the temperature goes up, and you find yourself just getting heated and angry and angrier and angrier, and you see that it's starting to build. When you reach that point, okay, the reason you go out of control is this, is that the front part of your brain, okay, and you can look this up and verify this, but I learned this through um, some training I went through as part of my uh, role as a police chaplain. But what happens is that the front part of your brain, which is called the prefrontal cortex, okay, the prefrontal cortex, it um, is where you make all of your decisions, okay, it's where you have reasoning power, it's where you think rational thoughts, and, and the way God made your brain is that when you are under attack, okay, and um, you're starting to get angry about the attack that's going on. You get emotionally charged. Some authors call it flooded. Okay, I like that word because it's like the emotions just come flooding in. Okay, what happens is your brain shifts the blood flow and it goes away from the front part, okay, where you make decisions and it goes to the back part the more primitive part, the brainstem area. It's called the amygdala. And in the amygdala, what happens there is that you go into survival mode, which basically looks like this, fight or flight, okay? Either you're going to stand up and put up your dukes and you're going to respond to the attack with an attack, okay? Which is kind of what most of us do. When somebody gets angry at you, chances are you're going to get angry at them back, okay? Or flight, you run away. No, 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 I can't handle this, and, and you just out the door. And, and oftentimes, by the way, I've heard this from couples, is that when you're trying to run away, it makes your um, spouse even angrier, okay? No, you have to stay here. I have to talk. I need to tell you how I'm feeling. Ah! The other thing that happens, though, when you lose control is that you say things that are really hurtful. You start calling your spouse names. You start, um, I've heard couples that love Jesus and love each other and they get really angry. They start cussing at each other and calling each other the most vile things. They accuse each other of doing things that they would never consider if they were in their right minds. And that's the point. You're no longer in your right mind. Your mind, okay, has shut off. Not completely. It's not like it's dead or something, but it's no longer telling you what to do. 
the primitive, the back part of your brain is now calling the shots. And it's telling you, you got to fight this thing or you got to run away. Okay, so here's what you need to do. And here's the secret. And you can see this if you talk to police officers. They do this all the time with people because it works. But here's the here's what I want to tell you that you can do when you start to feel angry. Okay, step away. Yeah. Call a timeout on yourself. And I've taught before, and you can see this in my other recordings, the whole concept of the timeout that when, when you're really angry, what it's good to do is just step aside and say, we're going to call a timeout, honey, and we're going to just step back for about 15 minutes, and we're going to just kind of regroup, and then we're going to come back and have a good talk. Well, that's calling a, a timeout as a couple, but you can also call a timeout on yourself as an individual. And the way to do it is simply this. Hey, I just need a moment, okay? I just need to step out of this and calm down a bit. I'm starting to feel like I'm losing control and I don't want to do that, all right? And you step aside and then here's what you do. You either, well, there's two things that you can do. You can take some deep breaths, all right? When a police officer is in a combat situation and they need to think clearly about what they're going to do and how to respond and, and, and how to deal with that threat, that attack that they're dealing with, what they're trained to do is breathe. Just take some deep belly breaths, okay? Because what that does is it resets your brain and it gets the front part of your brain and it calms down the the fire the the anxiety I mean the attack and it gets you out of that primitive brain the other thing though that works like magic is simply this I don't believe in magic but this really works I've seen it I've used it with people that have come to me that have just uh, yeah I mean they're just so livid and out of their mind I'll say here have a drink of water or you just go and you have a drink of water. I was teaching this to a couple one time and the wife goes, does it have to be water? <laughs> well, generally it's best if it's water, but I suppose if it's a soda pop or, or a glass of milk, that would work okay too. She was of course uh, wondering if it could be a glass of wine or maybe uh, a beer or something like that. Well, yeah, but just be careful because alcohol can really amplify a lot of uh, anger emotions too. So that's another talk uh, for another time. But my point is this, have a drink of water. Have a drink of water. And then what happens is that your brain resets, you calm down, and then you can start thinking clearly because this part of you is now calling the shots, not the primitive part. So be angry, but don't sin. All right. So what are you going to do? You're going to calm down and that's how you do it. It's a drink of water or um, some breathing. So what do you do next? Well, you then go back to your husband or your wife and you have a 3C conversation, which is this calm, confrontative, and a conversation, a calm, confrontative conversation. And what I mean by that is that you are going to bring up what you did or what they said or what happened and you want to talk about it, but you need to calm down first and you need to then have a conversation because out of that conversation, you will have a, um, a productive, um, yeah, you will be able to resolve the issue. It will be productive. But if you are upset, if you are angry um, and emotionally charged, okay, 
Uh, and here's the other thing I want you to catch. It is okay to be angry, and, and it is possible, I mean, to be angry and not emotionally out of control, okay? You've calmed down. Are you still angry? Probably. You feel like, you know what? I don't like what happened. And yes, I'm feeling angry right now. But you're not yelling. You're not screaming. You're not attacking. You're not running away. You are able to have a productive conversation because you've calmed down. And now your rational brain is in charge again. Okay? So when you're calm, here's how you say it. And, and uh, I'll go into more detail on this in another video. But basically, a confrontive conversation starts like this. You start with appreciation. You start softly. You start with love. You start with um, honor. Um, you start with respect. And then you share how you feel. I feel angry when you when you know, or I felt angry, if maybe the anger is really gone. But if you're still feeling an angry, it's okay. And so, um, you, I feel angry when you and then share what they did or they said. So, would you please then you make a request and then you stop talking and you allow the person to respond. And if they love you, and chances are they do, I hope they do, that's why they're married to you, they're going to apologize and not go into excuse or um, explanation mode. And then you can say, thank you, I accept your apology. And then you go on from there. So that's the, confront the calm, confrontative conversation. But let me address two other things here real quick before we end this recording today. And that's this. The Bible also says, so the first part of Ephesians 4.26 says, be angry but don't sin. Then it says, don't let the sun go down while you're still angry. So I, for years, and I've been a pastor for over 35 years, I have always thought until just the last few days as I was praying and meditating and thinking about this verse, I always thought that meant that you had to go resolve the problem with the person you're angry with. That's not what it says. Yeah, and I've had couples tell me, well, we have to talk about it because the sun's about to go down. In fact, just recently, I gave a teaching and I encourage people not to take that literally because that's what I thought it said, that you have to resolve it with the person you're angry about. So don't take it literally because you can't always do that. And, you know, maybe it's already dark and you get angry. So what then, right? Or, or okay, it's five o'clock. It's going to get dark in an hour. What do we do? We better talk about this and resolve it. Well, no, what it's saying is this, um, don't let the sun go down while you are still angry. See, you need to do what I've just been teaching you. You need to calm down. You need to take some deep breaths. You need to take a glass of water and allow your brain to reset. In other words, don't go to bed when your primitive brain is just exploding all over the place and all you want to do is lash out and rage. Don't do that because that's not what God's word tells us to do. Instead, calm down. I had a wife the other day tell me about a conversation she had with her husband. And uh, well, they were both there together. But she said, I decided to sleep on it. So she got angry. He did something wrong. She got angry instead of exploding, which was her natural way of doing things for years. And their marriage was really struggling when they first came to me. Okay. And, and one of the things that we talked about them doing was learning how to manage that, those explosions and to calm down first. So she did. She went to bed 
And then the next morning, she had a productive conversation, calmly, confrontatively. She brought it up. She was honest. She didn't beat around the bush with her husband. And they resolved it. It was okay. Now he knows what he did and that he maybe, you know, uh, it would be good for him not to do that in the future. So that's the point. You can have calm, confrontative conversations. And, but when it says, don't let the sun go down on their anger, that's on you. That has nothing to do with the person that you're angry with, okay? So just calm down. And then the last thing it says is this, that verse, Ephesians 4, 26 and 27, it says, don't give the devil a foothold. Let me just remind you that we have an enemy the adversary, the thief, the Bible calls him. Jesus said that the thief, this is John 10, verse 10, comes only to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come that you may have life abundantly. And so the thief wants to kill and steal and damage your marriage. And one of the ways he does it is when you fall into the temptation, you yield to the temptation of letting your anger explode. Okay. Well, I can't control it, Pastor Kelly. Yes, you can. I want you to try. I want you to take some breaths. I want you to have a drink of water. Just try it. I think you'll be surprised that you really can make better decisions when you start feeling angry. You do not need to call your husband or your wife names and explode all over them with your venting uh, of your angry feelings. No, keep that to yourself because what you're going to say when you do that is going to hurt that person. And it really, really hurts and damages your marriage. And I don't think you want that. So these videos are all about how to have the lifelong marriage that you really want. That's the subtitle of my book. And that's why I want to encourage you. If you want to have a great marriage, if you want to have a lifelong marriage, learn how to manage your anger. Learn how to calm down and then have a confrontative conversation when you're in that calm state of mind. I think you're going to see that this works. So here's what I'd like you to do. Please, if this is helpful, respond to this in some way. Engage with me. Give me your ideas. Give me your thoughts on this, okay? And then try it out and let me know how it worked. I'd love to share your story on another video of how this was really helpful for you. And then, so um, comment. Um, uh, you could direct message me. Um, all those kinds of things. But I would like to you as well to check out my website, which is turnitup.coach, because I've got lots of other free resources there for you. You can buy my book, uh, Turn It Up, How to Have the Lifelong Marriage That You Really Want. You can also book a free coaching call with me, and uh, you can set that up. Be glad to give you a free coaching session to help you and your spouse um, have that lifelong marriage. We'll come up with a roadmap and a plan of some things that you can start doing together, and because uh, I'm here to help you. I hope you enjoyed this. God bless you, and may God bless your marriage. Hey everybody, this is Kelly. Just wanted to say thank you for listening to my podcast. I hope you found it helpful. If there's anything else I can do for you, please reach out to me on my website, which is turnitup.coach. Please subscribe to this podcast so you can get all the other episodes I have coming your way uh, directly into your inbox. And uh, last but not least, uh, would love to have you join my private Facebook group, which is called Turn It Up, a group about marriage and relationships.
relationships. That's it for now. Bye-bye.